podcast is a proud member of the Blueberry Network. That is Blueberry with no ease dot com. Blueberry with no ease dot com. Remember, you drop the ease. You're listening to the Otocast Radio Network. The very best in online radio. Log in, kick back, and turn us up. Otocast Radio. We supply your anime fix. Warning. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Even though the hosts are not mature. You're listening to the Bonsai Beat, your weekly window into the world of anime, featuring all the latest news, episode reviews, and discussion. Tonight, Freak joins Jellicoon. We also review Love Hina tonight on the Bonsai Beat, episode 50. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bonsai Beat. We've hit the milestone. 50. This is Jellicoon welcoming back Freak from Mangumi. Yo. You can check out his show every, uh, well, he's not very, he doesn't work very hard in his show. He kind of does it when <laughs> well, he can. Well, actually, tomorrow it's airing, um, probably at noon central. I'll be up and I'll be up since 5 a.m., so. Oh, that's a good, uh, you know, good time to be doing that. Today it will be about the manga by Kanako Inuki, School Zone, so... There you go. You can check out uh, otocastradio.com and there's a Mangumi picture. You can click that and get more information. Or you can check out Blog Talk Radio front slash Mangumi and check out his past episodes. Either way, both both ways I just mentioned bring you to the same place. So, Pretty much. Yeah. But he isn't very consistent like we are. He's got like six shows. Well, I kind of did it. I kind of got grounded at one point and couldn't do them for a long time. So then I just stopped. <laughs> so yes, we've had number 50. Yippee. Next week, we will be coming live from Madison, Wisconsin. Um, I'll be going to GeekCon. Looking you gonna real- get some bacon there? Some know. chocolate deep fried bacon? I don't know. Minnesota's more known for bacon, more than Wisconsin. Wisconsin's known for cheese. Oh wait, yeah, that's right. I got them mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> that and I'll be visiting Chicago for a little while. So yeah. But uh, sorry, your accent made Minnesota sound like Wisconsin. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like there's a difference. Mm-hmm. I suppose you're right. Yes. So Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um hopefully we'll be doing a live show on a Saturday probably Saturday night, uh, with Freak and Neo. I'll update the Otocast sure. website and and uh bonsaibeat dot com and when we're gonna do that. It'll probably be an hour thing. Normal Bonsai Beat, just probably with some uh, uh con reactions and whatnot because it's a small con. There's no industry there. So, I mean, it's not like there's going to be news and notes from it. <laughs> unfortunately. But we'll have fun at KeekCon if you can. But I'll be getting uh, interviews and whatnot, and we'll plan them at a later date. Meet up with my main man, Kyle Herbert. Hey, Bear. Nope. Kyle Herbert. Oh, different person? Different person. 
Oh. You are correct, sir. It is different. You are correct, sir. <laughs> we are also reviewing the year 2000, uh, what do you call it? Har- harem comedy. Harem. harem comedy. Whatever. Love Hina. I uh, bought it a couple weeks ago. I finally finished it up the other day. You can also read my written review at otacastradio.com. Hooray. Hooray for that. Yeah. So, let's go ahead and just get it right into the news. Okay. 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 This week in Anime News, brought to you by Anime News Network. Not too much again in the news. It's been a very slow couple weeks for it news. It has. Kind of boring, almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, all this stuff has been, like, Japan only. Um, first uh, one is, a Japanese firm is offering to turn a company manual into a manga. And it also includes pamphlets and uh, catalogs. Um, yeah. And from what you can see on Anime News Network, it's actually pretty well drawn. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but still, you just want to know how to put the thing together, you know? I would think, like... Put the thing hmm. together with drama! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no! Like, one, well, of the, one of the sample images they have is, like, some guy recognizing something, and there's the lines in the background that mean it's an intense scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, I just remembered, this has to go here! Yeah, part A, part C. Ah, crap! Fintech, a Tokyo-based firm that has been making manuals for other companies since 1987, has launched a new manga manual service on September 27th. This is a couple weeks old, actually. So it started on September 28th. Instead of the the traditional manual with text and diagrams, Fintechs, which offers to draft an easy-to-understand manga... (laughs) <laughs> with its new Manga Day to Sakuru Manual service. It also offers to turn in pamphlets and catalogs and, get this, flyers and websites, sales and promotional mail. <laughs> I am going to make you see them. my company's legit and really, you know. Hey, angel investor, can I have $100,000? Here's my manga flyer. Here's my, here's my manga sales uh, in promotional, you know, material. And, and get this, even after it, it says, and promotional materials into either storytelling or four-panel or four-coma manga. Yeah. Storytelling. But I would love to see if you're, you're on a hot dog stand and be like, yes. Like, I like want- something that might make an interesting scanlation. <laughs> I could just, uh, They have over 200 contracted manga creators, so that's pretty impressive in itself. At least I'd think. The company says it can deliver a 24-page monochrome manga in any desired art style in about 30 days. <laughs> so, uh... I want Hakawa Kitaro style. <laughs> yeah. From the 50s. I want some Gekikan manga. Make it all adult situation and adult themed. Mm-hmm. Or Eichiro Oda style. It'd be great. You know, they say flyers. What would you do for, like, a babysitting service? Like, my babysitting service needs a kick in the pants. We're going to get a manga style. Oh, no. I lost the baby. Oh. <laughs> I just Make don't. something like Beelzebub. 
I can totally understand why they're doing this. I've worked yeah. in the printing industry for three and a half years, and I can say at least from an American standpoint, the printing industry is hurting bad. The invention yes. of uh, the internet and digitalizing everything is kicking the crap out of normal print uh, projects. Um, printing right now is doing what's called uh, print-on-demand. Basically, they have a portal website that you can be like, okay, well, um, what's just say you have a, a menu or something something like that. Something you can just static. Then you print it off 50,000 times. You can go onto the website, import it in, and the company will print it off for you on their really expensive printers that are, like, huge. And, um... Digital print-on-demand is, like, the big thing. But... Yeah. Um, overall, you know, a lot of what my my printing company did was a lot of not necessarily junk mail, like, you know, direct mail. We did a lot of that stuff, but now, you know, the economy's crap. There's yeah. no need for it. And I think it's... I, I guarantee you this is a worldwide thing, not just in the States. So I'm thinking maybe these guys... The fintech people are just thinking, you know, what could be our next angle to make something unique so we can keep printing on a paper, you know, because everything is yep. going digital. Well, they've got a good idea, too, especially. I'm kind of curious on pricing because, honestly, I'd want to do it just for something. Even if I was, like, buying, even if it was for, like, Otacast Radio or, like, let's just say I really like the, like, an Xbox 360 manga. That'd be awesome. I don't An know. An Otacast employee manga ma- manual. Not even a manual. That. There you go. No sexual harassment of other employees. We're not working for you. We <laughs> said no Ichi. Aw. And no fan service. In manga form. Keep language clean on Otacast Prime. <laughs> Jello. Hey. Shut up. We could all have like our own little manga characters. <laughs> there you go. I'm kind of curious on pricing though. I would think it's not cheap because... uh um, you know, they gotta, it's the time, even though it's 30 days, they still have to come up with drafts oh, yeah. and all the other stuff that goes into creating a of manga. Of course, they have so. to come up with an art style, they've got to, um, pay the artist. Come up with the character designs, figure out yeah. the story. I don't know, I just wanted to see some real... <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> they said they can write a story for you. Yeah. Oh man! I want to see a McDonald's manga, like the That's life, like such an the awesome life and times of Ronald McDonald. To actually, do their job right, <laughs> especially the ones that just are morons. Stick figures, like this isn't manga at all. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, looking at the stuff that they're showing on Anime News Network, I mean, it looks really well done. And oh, it does. So, it looks like something that somebody would upload to the internet, but. Probably won't be because it's an employee manual. <laughs> I want to see some real life examples. Like, I want to call it's- this. I want to call one of these companies who like hired them. Do them like, what were you thinking? Like, how was this? Like, they said they could do it for like you know got- for manuals. What's easier, the three page manual like is IKEA like what's of IKEA like which is like to manga, to like how to put your coffee table together. Do you want? <laughs> Do you want a 24? Oh, no. <laughs> I dropped the leg of the coffee table out the window. Can Curl-san put the table together before for uh, before an Akane-san, Akane-chan shows up for their hot dinner? 
we'll find out in this no. 24 <laughs> I don't know. I think the three-page like, manual is a lot better than the 24-page book. <laughs> have Spike Spiegel putting together like a coffee table or something. I don't know. It's like it's like you, you see somebody on the subway and you're like, hey, what's up? And they're like, hey, stop. I'm reading my employee manual. Yeah, yeah. That bit. won't happen until now. Well, it probably happens now. <laughs> yeah, the employee manual gets interesting now. It's worth like, reading. No one wanted to read it before. They didn't. They sexually harassed everyone. Now there's new manga. No one sexually harasses anyone. Thank you, Fintech. <laughs> well, in other news, uh, Summer Wars, the uh, Summer Wars life-size Gundam statue wins an award. Um, it wins a good design award, and Mamoru Hosoda's film uh, wins at Spain's sit Sid Hayes, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, Hosoda's Summer Wars anime feature won the highest award within the animated section uh, of this year's Sid Hayes Film Festival, which critics consider to be the most prestigious festival in the world for fantasy cinema. It's been three years since a Japanese work won the Spanish Festival's highest animation award. Not coincidentally, Hosoda also won the Gertie for The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Haha, I like that movie. And everybody else said it, and RJ and Neo said it was, or RJ said it was bad. Um, Le Petit Dragon by French director Bruno Colette won this uh, year's Gertie in the animated short category, while Panique au Village by fellow French director Stephanie, uh, or St- Stéphane Aubier and Vincent Patar won the children's animation category. In separate development, Green Tokyo Gundam Project's 18 meter tall, which is 59 feet for you Americans, um, life-size Gundam statue won this year's uh, one of this year's best 15 good design awards in Tokyo on October 1st. The robot statue stood at Tokyo's at Tokyo Bay's artificial Odaiba Island this past summer. It's not even a real island; they had to make it. It's man-made. Yeah, That's awesome. artificial island. <laughs> Hey, if you think of New Orleans, oh man, I'd hate to be in Odaiba. Oh, still still bird. looks cool, though. I want to know, okay, good design. I mean, yes, it's not easy to turn a 2D flat, you know, object into a huge 3D moving monument sculpture thing. But seriously, why did they win? Why did the like, creator of, of Gundam be like, hey, I drew that. You just made it come to life. You win nothing. He gave them permission. <laughs> All I mean, it takes is a phone call. Well, then I'm going to go get a phone call and make a statue of me. Or an email. No, somebody has to call you, Jello. Uh, it doesn't work the other way around. Damn it. I, know, I thought I was interesting, and I think it's really a shame they tore that down. I mean, like... Seriously, there's so many Gundam fans around the world. Gundam has been around for so long. You would think it'd be like a tourism thing. <laughs> well, there is a one one thirty or there is a one thirtieth scale mock-up substituted for the already disassembled Gundam statue. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how great it was. But you're too late. <laughs> Here's how great it was in one thirtieth of the size. <laughs> yeah. So that's like human size, I think. There you go. You at least uh, like. Oh, it's. It's six meters. No, it's two thirds of a meter tall. So it's like 
two feet tall. So he goes like, take the picture of you stomping on it, like your Godzilla. Yeah. I'm like, boha, take that Gundam. Humans kick your ass. I've got to see this Summer Wars then. If it won the highest award for a fantasy film. No thanks. And it's by the same person who made the girl who left her time, who left through time, which I thought was a good movie. RJ and Neil, or RJ's like, yeah, I gave it a seven out of ten. Huh. Well, and other crappy news, because like I said, there's nothing worthwhile out here. British anime net dancer Becky Cruel gets a DVD in Japan. This is freaking sad. That's so funny, though. So, um, there's this 14-year-old girl, British girl, and all she does on YouTube is dance to anime songs. It's not even good dancing. But apparently, if if Nico Nico likes it, oh, it's a hit. Apparently, it's going to sell well. Of course, that's the YouTube of Japan. Yeah, I know. It's the, oh, it's the anime YouTube of Japan. Yes. It's popular, though. Yes. I that's know. all that matters when that's all that matters to British people. It's popular. <laughs> if she can make it on Nico Nico, she can make it anywhere. I don't think she wanted to go on Nico Nico, but I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you can see her live too at a stage event on October twenty fifth in Akihabara. Uh, of course, it's Akihabara, the otaku capital of the world. Watch like six people show up and be like, "Fuck you! I'm not coming <laughs> out of my house." Yay! I don't. I watched your video a million times on Nico Nico. Did you look at her YouTube channel? There's like a bunch of creepy comments. Like I'm going to rape you. I'm going to rape you. Japanese style. We got our own version. Little girl. (laughs) Oh man, I don't know. Like it's just, you know, you think, you know how we always get chastised about. Uh, and this is Amer- I'm just saying from America's point of view, and this part doesn't help the uh, anime stuff in Japan either. Of course, it's gonna be one of those really niche DVDs. So, but I guess you know if they can make a an anime video about exercising, they can make a, a <laughs> DVD of. A if they can girl. make an employee manual, a manga employee manual, then I guess they can make a DVD of a British girl. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I think it's pretty stupid. I have yet to see her YouTube channel, so I guess I'm going to have to check it out at some point. Yeah. You want to go ahead and take the last story? Yeah. Um, a United States studio sues over old boy manga's adaptation rights, or animation rights. An American film development company is suing the Japanese publisher Futabasha and the creators of the old boy manga for allegedly selling the manga's animated animated adaptation rights twice. Futabasha published Garon Tsuchiya and Nobuaki Minigashi's original old boy manga between 1996 and 1998, and the Korean studio Show, Show East produced Park Chan uh, Wook's live action film adaptation in 2003. According to the lawsuit filed in the Tokyo District Court, the American plaintiff is asking for about 245.7 million yen, which is worth 2.74 million U.S. dollars, in compensation for its stalled adaptation plans. The plaintiff said that it had been signed in an agreement for an animated adaptation rights with Futabasha and began production on the project in 2007 or 2008. 
The plaintiff further stated that the agreement barred the defendant from offering the animation, live-action drama, or film adaptation rights to anyone else but the plaintiff for five years after the contract signing. However, the plaintiff alleged that Futabasha discovered that it had signed a conflicting exclusive agreement for film and animation adaptation rights with the Korean production company that made the 2003 film. As a result, the lawsuit said that Futabasha did not actually have the adaptation rights to offer the American plaintiff when they were, when they made their agreement in 2007 and 2008. The plaintiff said that it had to therefore halt production on its animated adaptation. Well, now this is just a stupid argument. <laughs> yeah, I, I read I this and I was like, who the hell cares and who the hell is buying this to warrant a lawsuit? You know, I think that instead of suing the uh, instead of suing Futabasha, they should be suing or they shouldn't even be suing I don't understand it's it's they didn't have the adaptation rights so therefore they didn't give them the adaptation rights and the the American company should have done a bit more research yeah yeah I agree no the Futabasha probably also should have kept a little better track of their records. <laughs> yeah, you know, licenses and contracts are really important in how you write them up. Just a little bit. Just a tad. Well, we're going to go ahead and move on to our DVD picks of the week, because that's all the news we got, because there isn't much this week. Uh, and, uh, uh, I believe so. Yeah. So. It's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. All right. DVD picks. There's crap coming out this week, unless you like Morabito. Well, um, yeah. I really have anything that came out this week to pick. But, um... I want to know what this new... The new Fist of the North Star... Yeah, I heard about that. I heard about it on a um a website that I can't mention on the yeah, radio. Yeah, don't mention it. But yeah, what? Viz. Oh, Whoopi Viz. That should be like <laughs> the unofficial Viz page that Viz doesn't want. No, you to I, I'm not saying I found it on Viz's site. I'm oh. saying that if Viz ever catches wind oh. of the site, whatever. Then... Okay, I can edit this out anyway. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I want to know what this. I... Yeah, what is this? Like, what's so new about it? And it's from ADV Films. So. I think it's a remastered HD version of Fist of the North Star. Well, it comes with package with another show, though, called Neo Tokyo. But if you bring up the big picture, it says, um, the first time ever. All three action pack adventures on one DVD. But the original Fist of the North Star is like 108 episodes or something like that. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe these are like OVAs or something. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I think it's probably OVAs. Okay, and that let's may- see. I know there is the fifth of the, the fifth of the North Star um, OVA movie, and I think there was another OVA series called like uh, Shin Fifth Fist of the North Star. Okay, yeah, I haven't watched any of them, so I'm kind of dumb. I started to watch the movie, but I didn't really like it. Kind of sucked. You gotta be into the whole like blood and guts and the action and you know like when I punch you in the face your head is going to explode off you know kind of over the top manly action 
I just couldn't get into it. Even though everyone well, says I just it. think it's too... I just don't like it. It's kind yeah. of dumb. <laughs> yeah, just kind of simple. It's like the stupid action movies that are way over the top with violence and stuff. It's like all it is is like, oh my god, they're fighting. You know, now they're in a car chase scene and explosions. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of like action movies. It's just it, The Fist of the North Star thing just doesn't do it for me. Um, yeah, it probably has the, uh, OVAs or a movie or something like that on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm not picking anything this week for, uh, for a, uh, release, because there's nothing worthwhile. Well, I mean, I, I have a DVD that I recently stumbled upon, <clears throat> actually, last night. Uh, it didn't come out this week, but it's actually the first time I ever saw the series... Or in a high school host club. What? I I have not seen that series until last night, did, and did uh, we watched it? the first DVD at my at the anime club that I go to, and I thought it was hilarious. So I tried watching an episode of, of it in Japanese, and I I actually have to say I no, like the English the dub more. is so much better. What? The dub is so much better. It is. They're, the dub they're all is crazy so good. Stuff. In the in the Japanese version, they all sound like like pretty boys, but in the English dub, they sound like well, they're, they're supposed psychotic. to be all pretty boys, but well, I know, yeah, but, but yeah, it's completely English- different, like in the English dub, because you get the so you understand like if they're being sarcastic or you understand, yeah, I think a dub does much better than watching in Japanese, just because you know if you're listening to an English, you understand the subtleties of what's going on, yeah. I really love Tamaki and um, yes, and Kyoya is hilarious. And uh, who, we just we just did Koya, J. Michael Kyoya. Tatum. Yeah, I know. So yeah, he was he was really good. Yeah, I sent an email to him saying, "OMG, like OMG, I just saw Orin High School Host Club," and <laughs> it was like so totally awesome. Good job, yo. And then he was like, "Stop emailing me. You're on my Stop blog. Stop emailing me, you creepy nerd." <laughs> yes. Awesome, man. Watch it. It's so good. I own the first box set, but they they brought it out in two different box sets. Part one, part two, and they're both like sixty bucks a pop. It's pricey. I got my first box set back when Best Buy was selling off all their anime at half price. So I got it for cheap for like $39. It was still like the most expensive item out of the five or six things I bought that day. Wow. <laughs> yeah, cool. it's still not cheap. But Oran is a must-watch show. But I've talked to people who hate it. And I'm like, how can you hate it? It's so funny and clever. And like all the voice actors are like freaking perfect for the role. Yeah. I love the, the twins are my favorite. That and Honey Senpai. That was... Honey's hilarious. That I think, like a lot of people at the anime club were like, "OMG, they like totally butchered Honey's voice." And I'm like, "No, I think they got this down right." Because I watched the Japanese version, and Honey just does not sound as cute as he's supposed to. Yeah, he sounds like he sounds like Pikachu after like a really rough night after <laughs> Pikachu went bar hopping and you know found a couple girls at a club or something. He got super aids. And she, and then he got mono. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's freaking hilarious. That is so awesome. I love. I recommend Oran to anybody. Me too. Have you? Uh, let's go ahead and get right into the review of uh, Love Hina. Then, if 
Uh, oh, I'm sorry. What would you? So you wouldn't even recommend anything this week? Uh, no, no. Yeah, I didn't think it's more so. on if you haven't watched it already. But most of the world have. Yes. Has. Very true. My nephew like the Power Rangers, and I did this on his birthday where he had all his friends around. They were like Green Ranger. I said, "Let me show you the real Sentai. I'm gonna show you the episode where Green Ranger actually died." And they were sitting there looking. A couple kids start crying like, "No, oh, Green Ranger can't be daddy." And the parents were like, "What are you showing our kids?" The Anime World Order podcast. Not suitable for children because the truth hurts. Visit us online at www.animeworldorder.com. Wow. They may be old, but they're not forgotten. It's long lost anime. I get to break it out twice in three weeks. Yeah. Anime World Order, fucking epic podcast. Fucking <laughs> epic. If you've not heard the AWO podcast, watch it. I or think that watch sorry, I think listen that, to it. I think that clip needed subtitles. <laughs> yeah, he the guy doesn't exactly speak perfect English, but no. The old timers of anime, they that was from last year's Otakon from two thousand eight. They got to re uh interview him again for this year. Best interview I've heard. They're so interesting to listen to. These guys started watching anime in like the sixties and seventies. Oh wow. And they have like a really respected anime club. And it's just a great listen. But, yeah, AWO, big shout-out to them. Uh, great podcast. I even, own, I even own a hoodie with the AWO logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been contemplating repping that at uh, at the Geek Con, going, hey, here's my business card, but let me just hide this shirt I'm wearing. But, yeah. So, yeah, check out www.animeworldorder. Pretty good pretty good listen I tell you what moving on Love Hina came out in year yeah. 2000 and uh yeah so long lost anime is anything nine years or older you know the world of anime man it's huge stuff from ten years ago uh I know okay I'll give you a good example like uh Neo from Autocast Prime he has another show called American Otaku Someone emailed him and said, why don't you review older anime? He gave a really good example. There was 40 new animes this season alone. Times that by 9 or 10 or 12 years. Yeah. That is a ton of anime. And a large majority of anime is garbage. Yes. <laughs> so A lot of it is. It, a lot of it sucks. So people get mad when we don't. review old stuff because it's all crap. I try to review everything, but I mean, I have limits on what I want to watch. I mean, like, I watched a big robot anime called Z-Mind. You can listen to that episode. That was episode 48, I believe. Uh, That is now my official worst anime I've ever seen. And one of my favorite reviews I've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, like, I try to watch everything. Uh, to a point. I mean, I'm not going to watch something yeah. just to watch it and then waste my time, because I've got a life, too. But, um, <laughs> hey, you know what? I got a job yesterday. Good job. I have a job. Now, now I have a life again. <laughs> my year-long Yay. hiatus of not oh. working. 
I need a job. Yeah, well, you're young yet. Anyway, let's move on to the review, shall we? Have you seen Love Hina? Um, no, because I heard stories about it on my school bus when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> and at that point, I decided that I was never going to watch that anime or read that, that manga. That's funny as hell. I heard stories on the school bus. What fucking bus were you on? Damn. Um, the one with the perverts. <laughs> I was on the sick bus. <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, Love Hina is uh, the first, basically, pretty much a comedy harem from the year 2000, and the story is very, very simple. A boy makes a promise to a girl when they're both really young that they will go to Tokyo University together and their life will be perfect. Flash forward several years, I would say about 15 years, um... Kitaro has failed his entrance exams twice for Tokyo University. Uh, uh. And has now been given the role as manager to an all-girls uh, apartment by his grandmother. There are several characters who make appearances in every episode, but Kitaro and Naru are the two quote-unquote main characters. There is some <laughs> sexual tension between the two that everyone else knows about, and let's see. And everyone knows that they're made for each other, but Kitaro is too much of a thick-headed guy to really put two and two together. And she's a quick-to-temper girl. <clears throat> uh, the other girls in the house are really being more there as secondary characters and really episode filler. Uh, we, uh, let's see. Okay, so the characters are really are these. Kind of, they kind of have their own little stereotypical niches. Um, there's an underage girl who's an Indian. She's like in middle school. Wow. Which, yeah, but she's like, uh, she's like a genius. <laughs> but she always runs around and she's crazy and like her room is like a jungle. <laughs> <laughs> her name is Sue, and they're actually given quite a few different episodes, and she kind of has her own little backstory. So her name is Sue, who's a smart genius, but she's really weird, and she's really hyper, and, you know, she's very much a kid at heart, because she is a kid. Um, then there's another age girl named Shinobu, Shinobu, who's a really good cook, and she's, like, madly in love with Keitaro, and is also in junior high, and she's in the same class as Sue. And there's Metsume. She's from America. She has a thick southern accent. But she likes to party and uh, often disregards the feelings of others or, or fails to mention key important things just to make everyone else kind of run around with their head chopped off for the entertainment aspect. Uh, finally, there is Matoko, who gets a lot of screen time. She's like this really, really gifted swordswoman who's supposed to inherit a school of martial arts or something and she doesn't think she can do it so she kind of runs away to this apartment to kind of get away from everything. So, uh, yeah. And then there's Naru who's like uh, your typical girl. She's quick to temper. She's like always punching Keitaro. And she's nice and all, but she's really, like I said, really quick to temper and jumps to conclusions a lot. 
there are 25 episodes in this anime, and honestly, 97% of this anime is freaking slice of life stuff. Um, only until the very last two episodes are they really actually, like, moving the freaking plot forward between Kitaro and Naru. Like, everyone says this story is, like, a love story, but it really isn't. Um, a lot of the stories are, like, we're all gonna go to the beach and have a good time. And then something might happen that slowly moves the relationship of Keitaro and Naru together. And then there are some other characters uh, that you meet along the way that impact things here and there. But I'm not going to bother getting into them. I'd rather you watch the show and meet them. So Keitaro, being the only male lead in the show... (coughs) um, He's a well-meaning and often goes out of his way to help his friends... But he's really thick-headed to love and relationships, and really to any of the girls' advances. He always thinks of everything he can do by him, and he always thinks he can always do everything by himself. He never asks for help when he needs it. Again, a very comic, st- a very, uh, very, you know, generic stereotype. Of course. <laughs> um, his character starts to wear on you after a while, though. Um... There's also a lot of physical humor and really phys- and really unrealistic hits. For example, Guitaro always gets beaten up by somebody. Like, he'll be punched through a wall, or he'll be punched from the ground, and fly all the way up into a roof, and then fall off the roof, and hit the pavement, and the pavement will have an indent of his body. But then he'll just get up like, oh, okay, I was punched. And it's it's constant. And it's funny for the first few episodes, but once you start watching it, it happens every episode. And it seems like that's the only thing the writers could think of, is like, how can we make this more funny? Oh, how about we have someone punch him again? (laughs) Let's punch him harder this time. Yeah, and overall, I find this anime really fun to watch, but I don't understand why it has such a following. So I spoke to a couple friends who have watched anime a lot longer than I have, and they said it's more one of those nostalgic things. Um, apparently, Love, Hina was the first uh, show in the comedy harem genre, so this is like the first thing of the entire genre. And then it also has to deal with about when it came out in America. Um, it came out in the year 2000, not much, you know, the bubble wasn't quite there yet. You know, uh, companies weren't releasing stuff hand over foot just yet, so there was not a lot of anime to choose from, so I guess this is one of the better shows at the time, and people yeah. just tend to remember it, and how much they liked it at the time. Um, so let's see, uh, there wasn't much out yet, yeah, like I said, so there wasn't much. When I purchased this about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I paid 40 bucks, and this is like a re, 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 re-release. I mean, this show has been released numerous times in box sets and Viridian collections and this and that and the other thing. So, I mean, it's still going for 40 bucks. Obviously, someone's buying it. Well, yeah, fangirls. Yeah, apparently. The show overall is a mixed bag. Like I mentioned before, a lot of the show is slice of life. And for a show that's 25 episodes, it gets old quick and really... And really, uh... Out of the whole show, there are some movements on the Keitaro-Naru relationship, but honestly not enough for my taste. 
The use of physical violence is funny at the start, but it's used so frequently that it, be, it quickly becomes unfunny, and it just, it's, it's just kind of there. You don't, there's no reaction to it. If you've watched a show like Ayoriyashi, in my opinion, that show does a much better job at the slice of life slash love harem comedy that this show tried to be. Uh, it shares many of the traits, if not an almost identical duplicate of Love Hina, but it takes a more direct approach and a more serious look at the relationship that's being built in the, in Ayoriyashi. Um, where the Love Hina main plot of the story almost seems to take a back seat because there's just so much, uh, you know, slice of life. That it kind of gets intertwined and they have to quickly bail out at the last second and finish off what the whole point of the story was. There are some good uh, points of the show, though. I watch, if I get if I buy a DVD, I watch an English dub. I don't want to watch in the Japanese. This English dub was really good. Um, the artwork was really nice. Uh, and there's a lot of fan service. But not so much fan service that's over the top, say, Strike Witches or uh, you know other really itchy-filled shows. But it's enough, you know, that you kind of don't expect it, but you kind of do. There's five or six different girls in the house, and they're all wearing short skirts. So obviously there's going to be some. My final comment of on the course. show... Yeah, exactly. My final comment on, the hi- on, Love, hi- on Love Hina is you should rent it. Either you're going to like the first disc... And want to continue watching, or it's going to quickly wear on you, and you're not going to want to finish the show. And that's the way it was. Like when I bought this, um, I watched the first 12 sep- episodes in one sitting, and it was enjoyable. <clears throat> it was just something fun to watch. You didn't need to get super involved in the story. You know, it's a slice of life when you get down to it. Mm-hmm. So. They also have a couple OVAs I've yet to watch. That's kind of why I bought this DVD set was uh, two years ago for Christmas. My brother bought me the Love Hina movie collection. So I've had them sitting in my my uh, anime shelf for the last two years. And I haven't been able to watch them because I haven't seen the main TV yet. Um, so yeah, that's Love Hina in a nutshell. It's fun. It's a good watch. But overall, I would just say rent it. Unless you know you're going to like the, you know, the genre. So, that is Love Hina for you. Yay. Yay! Yay! So... Well, that was an interesting review. Well, got any questions about it, or...? Hmm. Well, if you had to rate it, what would your rating be, then? I would probably say a 6 out of 10, or a 5 out of 10. Like, it's not horrible... It's not. It's mediocre. Yeah, it's just kind of there, and it's like Evangelion. It's like, because reading like my anime list, the the show, you know, people can review it. Oftentimes, you see, oh my god, this is my favorite anime show. Oh, it's so great. You watch it, and then yeah, and it's not that great. But I've watched. Maybe it might be because of I've watched other shows in the genre before this that were Maybe. better done in my opinion. But um I and this is all my opinion and watch it and email us at bonsaibeat at gmail dot com and you know put us to task. You know, I want to hear your guys' opinions because 
I don't see why this show gets such a such a good following. And like I said, I bought it for forty freaking dollars. A nine year old show. I mean, how many mm-hmm. animes that are nine years old or long or older that you have to go buy practically at a brand new price? Not very many. Uh, indeed. Yeah. So yeah, I would probably say a five or a six at best. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was just kind of there. But nothing does like super draw you in, and like make it memorable. So let's see. Yeah, it's about forty-five minutes. So check out bonsaibeat.com. There you'll find show notes and past episodes and our catalog of what we've reviewed and all that fun stuff. <laughs> still working on the site. Still writing up show notes from past episodes, and I've been really lazy about that lately. Have you, um, have you shared our interview with J. Michael Tatum? Uh, it is on our iTunes feed. Ah. It has been downloaded about 50 times, which I'm actually surprised. And it hasn't been downloaded more, but (laughs) it's weird. Our Johnny Young Bosch interview has only been downloaded about 75 times. Wow. But, like, Mm our Takahata 101 has done about 500 downloads. (laughs) <laughs> but, but it's, it's been like a, a month since then no it's been like three months since months. then and it's crazy but that was the thing though it seems like any interview we do we always have like a base amount of people we always get downloads from any of our episodes typically Yeah. but then like if we do an interview like a month later like out of the blue their numbers will just skyrocket like I, I had know. a uh, I had an episode I used comeback of this constantly and if you're a listener, listener of Bonsai Beat I apologize <laughs> I had an episode that was... I reviewed a hentai called Marinea Gogo. Just a simple hentai review. Nothing sexual about it. I wasn't being like, in the sex scene, they did this. No, <laughs> it was just a hentai review. And it did our normal download rate. And then all of a sudden, for like three months straight, it did gangbusters. I've got about a thousand downloads off that episode alone. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just for a simple hentai. Um, it's like our Vic Mignogna interview, except it skyrocketed overnight from 32, or no, it was like 50 live listeners to uh, the next day it was at a thousand listeners. That's awesome. So, yeah. We'll be doing another hentai episode down the corner because I watched a couple hentai's. <laughs> I watched one called um, Cosplay Sex Machine. It's a shape shifting girl that can turn her. She can become anybody you want, basically. And then all she has to do is have sex with you, and she lets you. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's just. Well, you won't thing. see me on that show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I'm an innocent person. Yes, you're underage, the age of eighteen. So yeah, there'll probably be another episode of hentai, because I know Zoldar's into the hentai stuff too, so probably episode, Mm -hmm. I don't know, 69, or the obligatory one, I don't know. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. We'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, Oh, I should have bought you and Zoldar some of those hentai dolls. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) And I would have a picture of me burning it. I do not collect figurines or any of that crap. You gave it to Zoldar. There you go. You can have a three he may way. like it. You can have a three-way with him. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, next week we will be at GeekCon. I plan on bringing my mixer and my netbook and should be able to do the show. I'll probably do the show possibly from the floor or my hotel room. I don't know yet. They have a uh, bring your own computer for land gaming. I'm out. <laughs> land party. Yeah, it's one big land party. I'm going to help them set I it know. up because I work in IT, so I offered to give them a hand. So I'm going to see about snagging a spot, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the layout and whatnot yet. So either way, I will be next Saturday night, probably around eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. Check out bonsaibeat.com again. I will get everything updated and a schedule of events on what I plan on covering in the next couple of days whenever they get around to bring out the complete schedule of all the panels so uh i'm really excited though it's my first ever con and yeah excited well i hope you have a good time i'm pretty sure i will i'm really excited now i was really disappointed early maybe a month or two ago yeah. because all they had was like religious stuff it's like does god exist <laughs> what <laughs> they've got like four panels on religion and they've got like 14 panels on cosplaying, like how to sew, how to sew characters. They got one on MMOs, but they got a couple things that are pretty interesting. They've got one on um, Fruits Basket. They've got another interesting one called Otaku 101, which talks about beginning in anim- getting into anime and whatnot. Um, and then they got another one. I, I don't know if they're just showing videos. I don't know the name of it, but they show you how to, like, hack the Famicom and stuff. It's some YouTube series, and it's a a panel on this show, but I just don't know if they're just showing episodes from the show or, or if these are the actual people, because the actual people who show the show on YouTube are from Japan. But I, I don't know. But uh, check out OtakastRadio.com. There you'll find Freak Show, Mangumi. Check Which him out. Starting up this week. <laughs> yeah, check him out Tomorrow. Saturday night. Oh, so this won't get released until Sunday. So let's see. So yeah, if you hear this, you probably already missed him. Unfortunately, I'll try to get this out quicker. This actually probably won't need much editing. So hmm. not that big of a Maybe deal. Maybe not. Might be able to get it out tonight then. Blah blah blah. Yes, I'm jerking off to edit that out again. <laughs> so this is Jellicoon saying thank you again for listening. Hopefully Zaldar will be back next week. If not, he will be replaced by the almighty Neo. Or me. Or him. That man, Gumi, man, freak. What the hell? I was just practicing voices. No. No. Yes, sir. So then until next time, this is Jellicoon saying thanks for listening. And, uh... And yeah. this is Freak saying goodbye, everybody. Oh.